0: Welcome to this week's Virtual Drosha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parsha Chukas and embedded in this Parsha is perhaps one of the most tragic stories. The story of May Meriva. Kalal Yisrael, the Jewish people are in the desert. Remember again, this story is occurring in the aftermath of the sin of the spies, the Meraglin and Parsha Shlach, the rebellion of Korach and Parsha Korach. And now Kalal Yisrael has been consigned to wander the desert for 40 years. They come to Moshe Rabbeinu, but well, they don't just come. They overwhelm Moshe Rabbeinu with complaints complaints of no water. Miriam has died, the Chazal tell us that the well that existed in her Merit disappeared and they come before Moshe Rabinu complaining about the lack of water. we were all going to die and of course you know that when our ancestors complained, they didn't just complain but rather again the sky was falling, everything was terrible, everything was horrible and so once again They overwhelm Moshe Rabbeinu almost with like an insurrectionist, a rebellious type of complaint. To come to Moshe Rabbeinu and say, Moshe, we're scared. Moshe, we're nervous. What's going to happen? There's water. Can you help us? Of course, that would have been a collaborative, meaningful and helpful conversation. But to come before Moshe Rabbeinu again with a litany of complaints. And really, as we've mentioned before, when they complain against Moshe, they're really complaining against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Moshe Abenu comes before Hashem, and we know the story. Hashem tells him, this is in Perek Chof, P'sukim Pasu, Zayin, and on. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, Abenu, Kachas hamata, take your staff, gather the people, vidibartem el Hasela. And you should speak to the rock. Hakadosh Baruch Hu explicitly telling Moshe Rabbeinu speak to the rock, and the rock will bring forth its water. But of course, we know how the story ends. Vayarem Moshe as This is in Pesach of chapter twenty, verse eleven. Moshe Rabbeinu lifted his hand. Vayach He hits the rock twice, and the water comes out, and is able to go ahead and sustain the entire Jewish people. Hakadosh Baruch Hu confronts Moshe Rabenu. Moshe, I told you to hit. The, I told you to speak to the rock. You hit the rock, and as a result, ultimately again, of your failure to follow my instructions, you will not enter into the land of Israel. And so often, you know, when I think about this story, what often kind of pulls my attention is, did the punishment really fit the crime? Moshe Rabbeinu, again, was a dedicated shepherd. It's true, he made a mistake. It's true, he disobeyed. But does that really warrant? an inability to take him into the land. Does that really warrant taking away the one thing that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted most? But the truth is, when we're looking at the pressure this year, something else caught my attention. You see, Rashi picks up on the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu had to hit the rock twice. He had to hit the rock twice. And Rashi says, why does he have pa'amayim? Why twice? The berishon Because Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock the first time, only droplets of water came out. Therefore, again, now why did only droplets of water come out? Because Hashem had not commanded Moshe to hit the rock. Hashem had commanded Moshe to speak to the rock. So when Moshe hits the rock, only a couple of droplets of water came out. Therefore, again, Moshe Rabbeinu hits it again. And when he hits it a second time, that's when the water flows forth. And it struck me. It struck me. So Moshe Rabbeinu hits the rock the first time. The water only, the excuse me, the rock only brought forth droplets of water, only brought forth droplets of water, dear friends. You'll try this. You'll go outside. You'll hit a rock, one time, two times, twenty-seven times, a thousand and four times, nothing's coming out. That's that's not chas a judgment against any of us. That's just the reality. Nothing's coming out. And here Rashi says something so amazing. Moshe hit the rock. He hit the rock, and only. Only a couple of droplets came out. So you had to hit it again in order to bring forth enough water to go ahead and sustain three and a half million people. And it's amazing, the power of a tzaddik, the power of a holy and righteous individual. Moshe Rabbeinu, even in an act of disobedience, even in a moment when he wasn't following the Ratz Hashem, he wasn't following the will of God, he was able to go ahead and extract water from the rock. Even HaKadosh Baruch who told him Moshe, the only way to do this is through speaking to the rock. And Moshe disobeyed, but even in his disobedience, he brought water out of the rock. And you see from here, yes, the power of the tzaddik, the power of the righteous individual, but I think on a deeper level, you see from here, the power of having a relationship with Hashem. Because when you have a relationship with the Riban Moshe when you have a relationship with the Master of the Universe, the impossible becomes possible. The power of a relationship with Hashem is it allows us to be self-transcendent. The power of our relationship with Hashem is it allows us to go ahead and live on a different level of existence, it allows us to accomplish things that we really shouldn't be able to do, it allows us to go ahead and do things that are really beyond our reach, beyond our grasp, because our relationship with Hashem allows us to access our inner kochos, but also allows us to tap in to the dynamic power of the ribono shel olam. Our relationship with Hashem allows the impossible to become possible. Our relationship with Hashem allows me to do things that I just would simply be unable to do when I go at it alone. Because Moshe Rabbeinu had a meaningful and beautiful and passionate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when he was defiant, even when he was disobedient, he was able to do the impossible. He was able to extract, extract water from the rock. You know, it struck me. You know, in Shmini Atzeres, we dive in for rain. We say Tefilas Geshem. And, you know, in that, in, it's a beautiful, beautiful tefillah, I'm sure as all of us know, and we go through, we speak to Baruch, we say, Zichar, Hashem remember, and we go through all of, remember us in the Merit of Avram, in the Merit of Yitzchak, in the Merit of Yaakov, and we discuss Moshe Rabbeinu as well. And listen to what we say when we speak about Moshe Rabbeinu, Zichar, moshe b'tevas Amayim. remember the one Moshe who was drawn forth in a basket from the water, a reference to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu as a baby was placed on the water, and look how that paragraph ends. Al haselahach mayim. Remember Moshe, because he hit the water, he hit the rock, and the water came out. Now it's interesting. Remember, there are two rock stories, right? There are two rock stories. There is the story earlier on in Shmos where our Baruch Hu told Moshe to hit the rock, and Moshe complied. He hit the rock. He brought forth water. There's the story now in Bamidbar in Parsha this week's parsha, where Moshe is commanded to speak to the rock but instead he hits the rock. So it's interesting, almost everyone assumes that this statement, Al HaSela Hach, that Moshe hit the Sela and the water came out, of course, is a reference to the story in Shmos, where Moshe was supposed to hit the rock and not speak to the rock. But dear friends, I'll just point something out, which I think is interesting. In Shmos, the Torah calls the rock a tzur. It's only in Parshas Chukas in Bamidbar that the Torah calls the rock a sella, Translate the same way, rock, but in, in Shmos it's a tsur, and in Bamidbar it's a sella. In Chukas, the disobedient hitting of the rock, is called a selah. So it seems to be that in Tefilas Geshem we're making a reference to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock, but Moshe Rabbeinu's hitting of the rock was an act of defiance and disobedience. Why would we make reference to it? But now we understand. Because what are we saying over here? We're saying, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to do the impossible even when he was defiant and even when he was disobedient. He did the impossible. And why do we extol that? Because to us, what it shows us is the power of a relationship with Hashem. That a power of a relationship with the Ribosom allows the impossible to become possible. The power of a relationship with Hashem is it allows us to dig deep within ourselves and to access. Cohos and abilities and talents that we never thought we had. And it's interesting, because what is the greatest example of that? The greatest example of that is Moshe Rabbeinu hitting the rock in this week's parasha. Because Moshe Rabbeinu did something that God did not want him to do. Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu was defiant and disobedient, and yet despite all that, he got water out of the rock. And Rashi's, oh, he had to hit it twice, he had to hit it twice because the first time he hit it, it only trickled out. He had to hit it again so it would flow out. And here in Moshe Rabbeinu is the paradigmatic example of the power of a relationship with Hashem. Because it is that relationship that makes the impossible possible. It is that relationship that allows us to be self-transcended. It is that relationship that allows us to find strength and energy and abilities that we never know we had. That's the power of a relationship with Hashem. Too often in life, we think about our relationship with Hashem as a necessary component in order to avoid punishment. I want a relationship with Hashem because I don't want to get punished. I want a relationship with Hashem because I don't want to go to Gehannam. I want a relationship with Hashem because, you know, it'll give me A, B, C, D, and E. I want parnasa. I want health. I want children. I want a shidduch, And I need a relationship with Hashem to have all of those things. Now, that's true. Or, or everything I just said is, is absolute truth. I mean, those last statements are absolute truth. If I relationship with Hashem, hopefully good things will happen. If I relationship with Hashem, hopefully I'll avoid punishment in Gehenna. Absolutely, but there's something so much more profound to creating a meaningful relationship with Hashem. Each and every day we have to try to create this relationship, a meaningful relationship with God, by talking to God, by governing to the with kavanah, by setting aside time to learn, by being good to one another, by engaging in acts of chesed. All of these are the ways in which we cultivate our relationship. And why do we want to create this relationship? Because it is this relationship which allows us to become the best version of ourselves. It is this relationship that allows us to tap in to the hidden energies and cohos that each of us possess. It is this relationship, which allows the impossible to become possible. Halavai, we should be zochem to create this relationship, and imirat reap the bounty of everything that this relationship will bring us now, and imirat for years to come. Wishing everyone a good and Er Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.